Man, welcome back to 4640. Does it feel good to be back? Yeah? Man, that worship is definitely something that I missed as well. Um, I was stuck back in kids ministry during First Revival. How many of you guys went to First Revival? Yeah? Good amount. Wasn't that insane? It was so good. It was so awesome. Uh, but break was good too. Break was nice. Uh, how many of you guys did absolutely nothing? Did it feel great? Was it wonderful to do nothing? Um, I spent a lot of time with my daughter, and she's one and a half now. And so she's running around, and she's super cute, and I should have put a picture up, but um, she's awesome. But the, the thing I've noticed is that she has now learned how to make the wrong choice. And it's just, it's just something I found out that the more that her temper goes up, the more her cuteness level goes down. And when she's a pile of crying baby that like does the sack of potatoes go limp, you know what I'm talking about? It's like, ah, they just fall. And, I'm, and I have to like, I'm holding her by her little arm. I'm just like carrying this like sack of potatoes to the room. And she's just crying. I'm like, when did this become a thing? Like you had no other kids to teach you this. And I just don't understand it. But it's, the, it's she's to the point where she's making choices and I'm getting a little frustrated that they're not the best choices. But I, as much as you think that I was an angel growing up, I wasn't. Um, but choosing things can be, can be hard. Choosing things like, what about just Netflix? How many of you guys binge watch a lot of Netflix over break? Have you ever like been in between shows and you click on Netflix and then you're like, what do I want to watch? And you scroll through all the TV shows and all the comedies and then all the dramas. And then, then you spend as much time as it would have taken to watch a show looking for a show to watch, right? It's, it's hard to make those choices or other things, that, other ways you need to make choices. Food, right? If, if you're going to go to a restaurant. Now, obviously, you have like, who has their order at Chick-fil-A? They just know it. You walk up and you know, I think Joe has three separate orders that he has. But he just says one, two, or three, and then people know what that means to, to them. You know, like, we all have our different things, but have you ever been to a restaurant where you don't frequent regularly and, like, the pressure's on? You know what I'm talking about? Like, I love Arby's. I just don't go there all the time. But I learned that if you panic when you order things at Arby's, you'll spend $15 very fast. Or I was like, I will have a number three, and sure, make it a large, and yeah, I want the shake. Dang it. Dang it. I don't even like that. Like, and... And it, you, just, you just panic because you, you get kind of rushed into making the choice. It's just one of those things. But choices, is, that's what we're going to be talking about these next couple weeks. And I don't want you guys, you know, to start tuning me out. You know, like, have your parents ever says, make good choices, right? And that goes in this year and then out the other. Because they just always say it, right? I don't want you to tune us out because these next three weeks, we are going to give you a choice. Choices of things to, to choose either this thing or that thing. And it's going to be like some really good stuff. And I believe that God has amazing words for you these next three weeks. So come back next week and the week after and, and listen to these words that God has for you. Because these choices can change your life. Today we're going to talk about choosing purpose over popularity. Everybody say purpose. Everybody say purpose over popularity. All right, that's what we're choosing today. Now, I want to talk about what purpose is for a second, because sometimes when we hear purpose, what is my purpose in life? That seems like this big, huge, terrible thing that like I have to like seek the Lord for days and I have to fast and I have to figure out what I'm going to do with my life. <laughs> 
right? I want to, let's, let's take it down a notch, all right? I'm not going to say, like, eat what each of you are going to be when you grow up or whatever, like, which schools you're going to go to when you're going to have kids. I'm not talking about that sort of stuff. That's, like, the big P purpose, like, capital P, right? Let's downgrade to, like, Times New Roman lowercase size 11, okay? Little P purpose. Little P purpose. That's what we're going to be talking about tonight because we obviously have a purpose. Like, each one of you has been put on this planet for a reason. That's the truth, and, and God has a reason for you. But I believe, and we believe, that each moment you have a purpose as well, that there's a purpose that you're sitting in the chair or bleacher that you're in right now. There's, there's a purpose that you're going you're gonna to have in the moment when you walk in the door when you get home. There could be, you could be on the phone with grandma, and I'm talking there could be a purpose that you have, that God has given you in any given moment. Does that make sense? These are the little P purposes. All right, that's what we're talking about. So that's what I want us to focus on tonight. I want us to focus on the little P purposes tonight, on how we're going to choose that purpose over popularity. Our choices matter, right? Every choice we make matters. And tonight, like Will said, we want to choose purpose over popularity. But so often, just by default, we can choose the opposite. So if we don't make that intentional decision, purpose over popularity, then it's really easy to just our human nature kind of says, hey, what do you think of me? Do you like me? Do I fit in? And we begin to ask these questions and it can kind of get overwhelming, right? Um, and sometimes what we do as well is, is we go around to other people and we want other people to tell us what our purpose is. We say, hey, I'm a thing, you're a thing, tell me my thing, what's my purpose? And, and we start asking these questions of, oh, what's my purpose? And we kind of start to freak out a little bit, right? But if we don't know the purpose of a thing, we don't ask another thing, we ask the one who created the thing, right? We go to God and we say, God, why did you create me? What is my purpose here? We ask him. When we go around and we ask others, do you fit in? Do I fit in? Am I, am I enough for you? Do you approve of me? Those kind of things. When we do that, we can start living for the approval of others. And that is not what God wants for us. That's what the enemy wants from us. He wants to distract us from our purpose. And like Will said, we all have purpose. There is purpose for every single one of us, but the enemy wants to distract us because he knows that there's power in purpose. And our purpose will diminish those distractions, right? Purpose diminishes distraction. So I want to unpack a couple of distractions um, that we face very often in our lives. The first one I want to talk about is comparison. And if I can just get real raw and vulnerable, this is something that I struggle with a lot. And um, the Lord is very sweet to deal with me on these kind of things. But um, last Amped, um, we were in a worship session and I was in the back and um, I just wasn't like getting anything from the Lord and I was trying to worship and I was really distracted and I felt like God was far from me and I'm like, God, what's going on? Like, I just want more of you. I'm like seeking you. I don't understand why can I not feel you or hear from you? And um, the Holy Spirit is so sweet and, and he so gently just um, kind of like showed me some, some things that I was doing wrong and, and this conviction came over me and he said, Sarah, you're looking around to other people and you're comparing yourself and you're saying, do I fit in? 
Am I a part of this team? Am I good enough? You're asking these questions and you're looking um, at other staff members. You're looking at Pastor Will and you're looking at Pastor Joe and they have these incredible messages and you're comparing yourself with them. And, and God was like, that hurts my heart because it's distracting you from me. I, I, I was looking to Pastor JL for her to give me my, my big P purpose, right? I wanted her approval so badly. But when you look to others to, to fulfill that purpose, you come up empty. You come up wanting. You're never going to be enough for someone else, but Christ in you is. I'm never going to be enough for anyone, but knowing that Christ in me is enough. That's what makes the difference. That's what makes me push towards my purpose to push forward in knowing that I do have purpose and it's not to look at others and ask them what that is. Comparison kills. It kills dreams. It kills purpose. It kills confidence. My confidence was absolutely shot last year. Why? Because I was comparing myself to others. I was looking for the approval of other people. When we're focused on that, it distracts us. We can't focus on God because we're focusing here on what other people think of us. Will anyone be honest with me and say maybe you've had this problem before? Yeah, I'll be the first to raise my hand and say, it's hard, it's hard, right? When you look at others and you're like, oh man, they're ahead of me in some form or fashion. Maybe you're on a sports team and so-and-so's on the starting team and you're sitting the bench the whole game. Or, or you're that person, this was me, that they put in the last two minutes of the game because they were winning by like 50 points. Yep, that was me. <laughs> Dang it! Ah, so frustrating. Or someone else um, has a car and a license. Or someone um, got their acceptance letter to college. And not only did they get their acceptance letter, they know what they're going to major in when they get there. <laughs> Ah, that's crazy. I didn't know what my major was going to be till I was mid-sophomore year of college. And my counselor was like, you have to choose a major, sweetie. I'm like, okay, it's a really big choice. Ah, right? We can really, we can struggle with these things. People are smarter, prettier, faster, stronger, whatever, whatever it is for you. And then we start to get down on ourselves thinking we should be further ahead of where we are. And this is the scheme of the enemy. This is what he wants us to do because it distracts us from our purposes. But when we can recognize it for what it is, it's a waste of time, it's a waste of energy, it's a waste of our thought life, maybe it will help us overcome those temptations. The next distraction I wanna talk about that the enemy uses to pull us away from him is the approval of others. I'm sure none of you struggle with this, right? Nobody cares what anyone else thinks, right? No, I did not change my outfit five times this morning. And no, I didn't wonder about where, how I should wear my hair. Should I wear it straight? Should I did not think about those things this morning. I'm sure none of you think about, am I good enough? Do I fit in? Do I have meaning? Am I annoying? Am I smart enough? Those questions never go through your head, right? When I spend my time and energy on these thoughts and questions, again, I come up wanting. I, I come up empty. In Philippians 2.3, it says, don't be selfish, don't try and impress people. Don't do it. So guys, you, you're trying to impress that girl sitting next to you, stop it. God says, don't do it. Don't try and impress that person sitting next to you, right? Living for the approval of people keeps you from the purposes of God. Living for the approval of people keeps you from the purposes of God. The fastest way to forget about 
what God thinks about you is think about what others think about you. Then we completely forget who does God say and why am I created? I love what Paul has to say about it in Galatians 1.10. Obviously, I'm not trying to win the approval of people, but of God. If pleasing people were my goal, I would not be Christ's servant. I love Paul. He just seems like such a shake it off the shoulder kind of guy. Like it didn't matter to him what other people thought. He was living for the approval of God. And we, we can live for that approval of Christ and not of others. There's this like weight lifted off of you. And, and I know from experience, like once I recognized this, this pattern that I was living in, this temptation of comparing myself to others and wanting the approval of others, I found so much freedom. Like it was just like, huh, I weigh 50 pounds lighter because it, it wasn't this heavy, I'm not good enough, I don't fit in, those kind of things. Um, there was such a weight lifted off of me. It's like Nehemiah in the Bible. He's a great example. Um, he was heartbroken over his city. He was in distress. The walls of his city's, city were completely broken down. Sorry, one sec. And, and so he... He is so upset. The enemies have come. They've attacked his city. So he goes to the king and he says, hey, can I have permission to rebuild the walls of my city so that my city can be protected and, and we can you know, have our city back again? The king's like, yeah, go ahead. So Nehemiah is up on this wall and he's rebuilding. He's putting bricks in. However you rebuild walls, I don't know, you know bricks and stuff. And um, two enemies of, of God come up and, and they're like, Nehemiah, you're an idiot. What you're doing is ridiculous. This dream is stupid. You're never gonna accomplish this. And listen to what Nehemiah says. But I realized that they were plotting to harm me. So I replied by sending, them, sending this message to them. I am engaged in a great work, so I can't come down. Why should I stop working to come and meet with you? So he's literally on top of this wall and he looks down at those voices of distraction and doubt and discouragement that say, you can't do this. And he says, I ain't got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that, right? I'm up here, I'm doing what God has called me to do. In this moment, I have my purpose right now today and I'm rebuilding the wall. I'm doing what God has called me to do today. Right now you're in high school and sometimes people might think there's no purpose in that but you're studying, you're, you, you have to take tests, maybe you're doing extracurricular things, you're in sports, you're in band, you have a job, you have these things, and God has called you to be faithful with what he's given you right now. You have purpose right now, you have that little P purpose, and every day, day in, day out, you're doing what God has called you to do, you're being faithful with those little things so that maybe those mundane things that you think might not mean very much are gonna lead to your greater P purpose, right? You don't have time to worry about the approval of others. You don't have time to care about what others are doing or comparing yourself to them. And honestly, I really think God trusts you with a lot more than you realize. Because right now in high school, you have an incredible, incredible opportunity to share the love of Jesus with someone else. Every day to wake up with that kind of purpose is really huge. And guess what? I know your purpose. You wanna know why? I asked the one who created you. Ah, shocking. I went to God's word and I said, God, what do you say? What is our purpose? And he very clearly tells us in 1 Thessalonians 2, 4, he says, our purpose is to please God. Yep. It's to please God, not people. 
He says it again in 2 Corinthians 5.9. So whether we are here in this body or away from this body, our goal is to please him. You wanna know what the best part of this is? This is my favorite part. I'm like, Wah! God is so cool. This is what he says in Philippians 2.13. He says, for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Okay, so like he says, our, our purpose is to please him and he's gonna help us do it. Like God is so awesome. He's not like saying, go do it by yourself, figure it out. He's saying, I'm working in you. I'm working this out to help you fulfill that purpose that I have for you. And that's to please me. We can wake up every single day and we can wake up and say, I have purpose. I have direction. I have meaning. It's to please my God. I have purpose as a child of the almighty God to please him, to encourage others, to lift them up, to, to share money, to buy lunch, to do those kind of things every single day, every single moment. God gives us those purposes. Can you imagine for just a minute what it would be like to wake up every single day living for the approval of God and not of others? Can you imagine waking up saying, today I have purpose, I have passion, I have direction, knowing that I can please my God when I seek him? And then the approval of others in the comparison game doesn't really matter. It doesn't really distract us anymore. There's power in purpose and purpose diminishes those distraction. Tonight, let's choose purpose over popularity. So when we rise above those distractions, our purpose does something. It empowers you to please God. When we're able to, to, to take away those distractions all of a sudden, just like Sarah was hitting on us that, we get this power that gets, gives us the ability to continue to please him again and again and again and again till we get to our big P purpose. Someone that had this, that tapped into this is Moses. And if you grew up in the church, you, you've, you've heard the name Moses before. And, and we, we've said it here in church like a thousand, you, his story is just nuts. Now, he's an Israelite, and he is in the time of like, Egypt that all the Israelites are slaves, and their numbers are crazy, and Pharaoh's like, I don't want to have, be overthrown by slaves, so I'm gonna kill all the children. I'm gonna kill all the male children of the Israelites. And so, obviously, Moses' mom's like, I don't want my baby to die, so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put him in a basket and float him down the river. You know, she trusted God. She did. She trusted God with that. And so Moses is just like this kid, floats down the river, and the princess of Pharaoh, the daughter of Pharaoh, finds Moses and raises Moses up as her own. So right here, Moses is popular. He's, he's already popular, right? He, he's, he's got the, probably the crazy makeup and the wig and all that stuff, you know, the Egyptians that wore and stuff like that, but he was rich. He was in the house that controlled the whole land. He was in it all. And then finally he's hit with, with this purpose where in this one moment he chose purpose over popularity. In this one moment he chose it. And it came to this point where he's, he's like 40 years old and, and he's straight up like part of Pharaoh's house and he's out and about and he sees this Egyptian beating an Israelite. Slaves, they got beaten. That's what happened. And Moses could have been like, Oh, slaves get beat. I'm just gonna walk away. I mean, I got my jewelry and my wig. It's sweet, it's fun, right? But he, in a moment, in the one little tiny moment, not even knowing what God would unlock in his future, in that one little moment, 
He chose purpose over his popularity, and he intervened. He intervened, and he ended up killing the Egyptian, so too far, so he ran, right? And so he, he, he runs off, he runs off, spends 40 years as a shepherd, and then God comes to him as a burning bush, all right? The voice in the burning bush says, you are gonna go back to Pharaoh, and you will set my people free through my power that, I, that I'll bestow through you. And so all of a sudden, Moses, in that one little instant, chooses purpose over popularity. And what that did is it empowered him to say yes to greater things later on. Because then God's like, I'm gonna give you this staff and what I want you to do is gonna be sweet. I'm, I want you to throw it down at Pharaoh's feet and it's gonna turn to a snake. And then, and then you're gonna pick it back up and it's gonna be a staff again. Like, that's a much bigger ask all of a sudden, right? Like I'm gonna come to Pharaoh with this sign from God that why you should let my people go. But he does it and he's empowered to do it because he continues to say yes to the purpose in each moment of his life. And if you read, there's 12 plagues and 12 times he goes back and says yes to that purpose in his life. So finally, Pharaoh lets his people go and he leads a train of once captives. Now, God's people free into eventually the promised land through his predecessor, Joshua. And so it's, it's, it's just crazy. And in Hebrews eleven twenty four, 24, it just, it says, it says it was by faith that Moses, when he grew up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He refused. It's something different than saying, eh, and then straight up refusing. Like when you refuse popularity, because that was all being the son of Pharaoh's daughter. That's all popularity. But he refused it. And, in, and then the author of Hebrews describes him as a man of great faith. Why? Because he chose his purpose and he was empowered by that. We look at some characters that after Jesus already came, John and Peter, they're, they're, they're two dudes that walked the earth with Jesus and they are in front of a council of religious leaders that just called them in because they've already been beaten, they've already been imprisoned, and, and they've already had so many consequences because they preached in the name of Jesus. And, and all these people call them together and they say, stop preaching in the name of Jesus and we'll just be done with this. You, you won't be on our bad list anymore, whatever. And it's interesting that they say stop in preaching in the name of Jesus, because what's the name that gets everybody riled up even thousands of years later? I mean, you can say, I'm spiritual. And if I say that in this house, you understand that like maybe I, like, I engage with the Holy Spirit and, and maybe I have giftings through him and I, and I speak you know, in, my, in the spirit and stuff, but you say it out in the street, you're just like, I'm spiritual. It's like, oh, that's great. He's spiritual. It's like a star child, right? <laughs> or whatever it is, right? That, that doesn't get people riled up, but man, if you say, I believe in Jesus Christ, boom, that kind of sets a fire in, in, in people. And so it's just interesting to me that, that John and Peter, way back then, all they're saying is stop using the name of Jesus. You can say God, you can say Yahweh, just don't say Jesus anymore. But they refused. They refused. Well, what are you going to do? Are you going to beat us? It's no big deal. If you kill us, we go to heaven. Woo, win, right? If you lock us up, that's okay. An angel came down and set, opened the doors to the cells, and we walked right out. It's no big deal. They refused to, to stop because they understood at that moment in time that they had 
been through things and they had already seen things. That they could look in their past and they can see little P purpose after little P after little P continuing to follow Jesus all the way till Jesus dies and he comes back again. And then they got these medium-sized P purposes that they're, they're going with. And Peter says, you know, I'm gonna preach in, in, in the name of the Holy Spirit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna preach the day of Pentecost. And all of a sudden, they give their lives to the Lord. They, give their, they died for Christ. They died because what they believed in. And they understood that when they were faithful in the little, God gave them the way to the more. And when you're faithful in the little, God will trust you with more. So if you are faithful in the moment, tomorrow when you're at school and you're with the teacher of doom, what could be your purpose in that moment? Could it be to pray to that, for that teacher five minutes before class? Just say, hey, you know what, God? I just normally misses whoever's kind of a grouch, and I just, I, I just hope she's having a good day today. Like, like, could that be your purpose, your little bit purpose in that moment? Absolutely. You're on the phone with Grandma, and, and she's talking about how she hasn't seen you in such a long time, and, and, and you know, it's usually just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what would make Grandma, like, what would make her day? Say, I love you. That could be your purpose in that moment, and no matter how small and insignificant it might seem, that purpose can grow and will grow. Because again, I'm telling you, God has placed each and every one of you on this planet for a specific mission and purpose. And the way we get to see that, we're faithful with the little purposes. He will give us the vision and the drive and empower us until all of a sudden you're in a moment and you're like, this is why I was put on this planet. And so I plead with you at the age that you are right now, if you can grab hold of the moment, not be distracted by what other people think of you, not be distracted by comparing yourself to others, other Christians, other, man, that's Satan's lies. Compare yourself to other Christians. You don't come down from your wall, your purpose. You come down to their level. Oh man, you're distracted, but you stay above them in the moment. Ain't no one got time for that, right? And you stay above those distractions and what other people might think of you and you only focus on what God thinks of you. I guarantee in that moment, your purpose will become clear and that you will get such a surge of power from the Spirit inside of you to say yes to your purpose in that moment. You will be empowered to say yes even easier next time, and you'll see your purpose even more clear the next time. And after that, one day, I pray over all of you that you will understand why you were put on this planet. And that could be tomorrow. That could be in couple years. It's God's timing. But he's the one we're looking to, to find our purpose. And so I, I plead with you to choose purpose over popularity. In each moment, if you can continually, the Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God above all else. Live righteous and give you everything you'll see. Just keep your eyes up not in the distractions. Guarantee you'll be glad you did. You'll be fulfilled. You'll be empowered. 
And I'm telling you, you'll change the world. Because if every single one of you in this room who have entire lifetimes understand your purpose at a young age and start advancing God's kingdom, you'll change the world. You'll change the country. You'll change the valley. You'll change your schools. You'll change it all. Because Christ in you will do that. Please pray with me right now. Heavenly Father, I just, I just want to talk to you. That each one of us understand that you have placed us here for a purpose and we're not going to ask anything else. We're going to ask the one who created us. And, and Jesus, if we, have, if we have put other people's words of weight on our purposes, please forgive us. And I pray in the name of Jesus that we uproot those lies in the name of Jesus. We, we cast them out and off of our hearts. We break unhealthy soul ties in the name of Jesus and we just, we just look up to you. I pray, God, that if any of us have, have compared ourselves to, to anyone else, to anything else, to anybody's perfect Instagram photo or whatever it is, God, I pray that you forgive us for comparing ourselves to your creation because our purpose can't match up with anybody else's. Our purpose is our own, given to us by you. And so that, that purpose, God, I pray you can place that on each heart in this room. That in this moment right now, our purpose is to talk to you about our purpose. That every single person that is in this room has been put in this bleacher because you have a you have a purpose for them. You have a plan. And your word, Jesus, says that your, your ways are above our ways, your thoughts are above our thoughts, and that you, your plans are perfect. They give truth and life. So I pray, Jesus, for supernatural eyes for every heart here, for everyone here, supernatural ears for everyone here, that we can see and hear you clearly tomorrow morning, tomorrow at lunch, tomorrow afternoon, in every given moment that we can just be pulled out of reality and into your presence and hear what our purpose is in that moment. And I pray right now, God, that as, as everyone is faithful with the little, God, that you will trust them with more and that you will bless them with, with missions and with callings and with with such great heights that they never even thought they could have even accomplished, but through you, Jesus, that you were gonna, you were gonna pick them up off the ground and you were gonna put them in, into such a high place, God, that we are princes and princesses of you and that you have called us to do jobs worthy of a prince and worthy of a princess. I pray, Jesus, that the the reason that we are put on the planet, that seed can be planted in each heart tonight. And then when your time is right and the root system of that seed is rooted in you, that when that, that sprout comes out of the ground and we understand why we were put on this planet, that we run after that with all the power, with all the zeal, with all the passion that you could, that you could muster within us, God.
I pray for all of our hearts, all of our souls. And I pray, God, that, that you bless them, God. As we go, as we leave tonight, when we get home, as we go, go back to school tomorrow, and I just pray that, God, that we can stay in the moment. We don't worry about the distractions, but we choose purpose over popularity. Heavenly name. Guys, I want to, I want to, I just want to plead with you. Like we're, we're, God's got such great words for you. He's got such great things for you. And I just want to encourage you to please, like these next two weeks, we're, we're making choices like, just like these. Next week, we're going over discipline over regret. I need to go over remembering things apparently, but come, bring Bring your friends, bring people, because like the word of God is just so after you. So come next week, hear that we're in this series for the next two weeks, come to these, and you'll be able to see your purpose continue to get bigger through all the other decisions that you make. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center Podcast. For more information on what's happening in 4640, you can check us out on social media and at our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Hope to see you there.